Kia ora everybody and welcome to episode 3 of the Best Side Podcast um, and then we're catching up with Sam Rapira this time around and I'll tell you what, if you've got any teenagers in your life or even children, you know, like young kids, like 8, 10 year olds, I'm telling you, you want to play this uh, podcast in the presence of those guys because some of the knowledge that this guy is passing on and some of the things he is talking about, I really think it's going to resonate with a lot of our youth especially. Of course, there's going to be all sorts of gems uh, about ways that can help out everybody. Uh, but I know that the bro went through a lot uh, as a kid through our conversation, you know, giving up things like the party life and alcohol and whatnot to focus on the bigger picture. And that was to be a professional boxer. Not only did he complete that goal, but he became a champion. So he went from someone who didn't know what he wanted to be. He just didn't want to be something stink to being a championship athlete. So, of course, we're going to have some awesome takeaways from this one. Here it is, Fano, Sam Rapida. Everything happens for a reason. This is the Best Side Podcast. Uh, so I'm, I'm Sam Rapida, um, born and raised in Taranaki. Um, my whanau are from Hokianga up north, and um, I'm an ex-boxer, ex-professional boxer. Sweet, bro. So let's dive into, I guess, first of all, your, your upbringing. Can you kind of take us back to, say, five-year-old you? What was the five-year-old you like back in the day? Uh, five-year-old me, uh, I don't know, I guess the same as any other five-year-old kid. I was just, uh, we lived in Marfell and um, I, I don't know, I loved my childhood. I had an awesome childhood. Um, we didn't have much money, but um, I didn't, didn't know any different. You know, I, I really enjoyed my whole my whole upbringing. Did you have a lot of siblings and stuff, or how does that all work? Um, I'm actually the youngest of 10 kids. <laughs> like, typical uh, Māori family, we've got lots of brothers and sisters, but uh, a lot of them are older. Jacob's the only one that's he's only a year older than me, and um, everyone, else is, everyone else is older, and they have, like, like I share, uh, and my birthday's very close to my older brothers, who's... When I turned 30, he turned 50, and he's got his own kids. Some of my brothers and sisters' kids are older than me, and I'm their uncle, which is weird. But, um, yeah. <laughs> and is it, um, have you all got the same parents, or is it quite a bit of a mix? Oh, only me and Jacob got the same parents, and the other ones, uh, I, I got, my mum had some kids, and my brother and my um, dad had some kids. Sweet. And do you think having a big family played a big part in who you are? Yeah, hard out, hard out. Like, I, um... Like, I love having a big family, yeah, I'm sure you do too, but big Māori family and like, you know, there's always lots of whānau things and like, I love that. Yeah, I know for, like, from my own perspective, bro, having a lot of siblings, it, it probably made us quite competitive. Do you reckon that played a part in you as well? Uh, maybe not as much because, my, my, you know, when I was born, my, my brothers and sisters had all grown up, uh, but me and Jacob were definitely competitive, you know, yeah, I, I like, I like uh, trying to beat them at all sorts of things. <laughs> So what were some of the things you guys used to compete over as kids? Was it just oh. like a bike race, running race sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, just that typical sort of stuff. On Cook Street, we lived in, run east of the BMX track, so we'd go down there and just, I don't know, just anything we were doing, <laughs> I, just, oh, I had to one, one up them. So um, yeah, just like I'm sure like every, every sibling does. Yeah. So um, let's dive into that a little bit then, bro. Would you say that you and Jake are pretty tight? Absolutely. He's, he's my best friend. Yeah, sweet. And so obviously that played a little part in your boxing which we'll probably get into a little bit later on um, but I've heard you talk as well we were, we were fortunate to be at the same event last week um, for the Taiohitsu over there at the Plymouth 
and you spoke a lot about how you didn't really have any direction um, and you knew you wanted to be something, you just wanted, didn't want to be something stink. Um, how did you find that direction? Or maybe tell us a little about the time when you didn't have any. What were the things that you were up to and how were you spending your time when you didn't really have any direction? Well, I, was, I, wasn't, really, um, I wasn't really getting in trouble. Um, I was, but I just look back now and I feel like I was just kind of, I was just kind of just wasting what, I don't know what I was doing. I was just kind of existing. I wasn't, I had no purpose. I was just getting up and, um, you know, just doing average things and just not actually had no drive to do anything. Um, and, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people fall in that boat and I just, I just felt like I hadn't, you know, looking back now, I realised I had, I had no reason to just do anything. I'd just get up have breakfast, go through the motions and go to bed. And um, it's um, what actually drove me to um, get involved in fitness and, and boxing was, um, was it, I, I actually, um, it was kind of a negative thing, but um, my uh, girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, um, her, one of her ex-boyfriends, uh, wanted to beat me up. <laughs> and um, we, um, you know, like... I, I, I was shocked at the time and it kind of scared me into thinking oh I better go learn how to, how to fight and so I went and joined up a boxing gym and I started uh, training and um, and then I started really enjoying it and uh, like, at first I guess you could say I, I joined the gym out of fear because I wanted to, I was scared of being embarrassed or getting a hiding and um, and then I, I found I really loved it and um, up until that point, I'd never been good at any sport in my life. I'd be, I was totally hopeless. I was always the last guy on a team to get picked. Um, like I was always, I was, I was, I'd never get picked to be on a team. And like I, um, and then I, boxing, all of a sudden out of nowhere, like you know, like all my friends would be so surprised. All the people that I was friends with growing up would be so surprised that I found something I was good at because um, I actually, I just clicked. It just something clicked to me, and I just was really good at it. And um, I originally thought oh, I was going to have one fight just so I could walk around and tell people that I was a boxer but I um, I had that one fight and I knocked him out in the first round and, and then I was just absolutely hooked it was, it was it was just an amazing feeling of achievement not not hurting somebody but the, the you know winning winning a fight that I worked so hard towards even though it was over in a couple of minutes it was it was just just an amazing feeling and then I never stopped until until we were recently retired but I um, you know I just I, I was only going to have one fight, and then, it, then I just I, when, I, when, I, when I won it, I was just away. Can you remember like the first time that you stepped into a boxing gym or that you started boxing? How did can you kind of remember that sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I can, and and, and, and like it's, it's still fresh as in my mind. You know, I walk in and I'm nervous and I'm thinking around. I'm where was it? Uh, I was at it was at a gym uh, on it was at the Barrystry Hospital. Okay, and um, it, um, I remember. Just kind of being really nervous and kind of scared, and you—it's you, you, what people must assume when they walk walk in the door here. They uh, in our gym in town, they um, they walk in and they just assume it's going to be guys covered in tattoos and like you know <laughs> tough guys, and um, it wasn't like that at all, and it's definitely not like that here. Um, and I walked in and um, just well, I just felt felt fine straight away, and um, it's was, it was, it was a big difference when you walk into a boxing gym because everyone's got this perception in their mind, oh, it's all these tough guys and all, you know, it's dangerous. But um, they come in and they they feel really at home here, and it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a really cool thing, I reckon. And that first lesson that you went to um, was Jake with you then too? No, no, uh, Jake, Jacob, Jacob and I's story is we actually uh, decided to get involved in boxing at the same time. And uh, and then we were doing like a tag sparring game, 
and um, we had these crappy stink gloves that had just a little bit of leather covering your thumb and uh, he would throw a punch and his thumb was kind of open and I punched his thumb and uh, broke his, his thumb yeah, and then so anyway he carried on um, helping me get ready for my own uh, preparation and then um, while, while he was recovering and um, he found he's really good at coaching and then, and then that, that was the start of our, our journey together where he was helping coach me through my, my career so when you got first to ask fight or to take on a fight was it a yes straight away or did you need a bit of convincing or mate I was the one I asked you I, like, <laughs> I, I, asked, I asked the coaches and I said can you put me in because <laughs> I was just a bit, a bit you know I just I don't know I, I think training training was going good and I was getting overconfident maybe and I, I just backed myself 100% and so um, you know and I was like that for my whole career I always just backed myself and, and um, yeah. so I'm happy with the way it turned out so when you um, started boxing, what were some of the changes that you noticed? You know, you said that you were kind of not up to much and you're pretty unmotivated. You were just existing. You weren't living. What were some of the changes you started to... Maybe looking back on it now, you probably didn't notice them at the time being a kid, but looking back, what were some of the things that started to take place that you weren't even really aware of since you started to box? Right. I, um, a big thing was just kind of prioritising what, like, you know, like just making decisions on um, how, the, how this is going to make me feel when I go to training and next day or, or you know in a couple of days you know like I was kind of back then I was kind of like just getting on the gas just for the sake of just for the sake of getting on the gas every weekend I had no no reason to I wasn't, wasn't going to play or anything I was, I was just I just get tanked and so I um, definitely sort of started looking more at what I was doing in my social time and how that was going to affect, affect training uh, which was great for me and I know it's a great thing for, for all the guys that are involved in the sport because it's the sort of thing you cannot get away with um, you know living like that and still perform well so it makes us have to clean up our act health wise which is which is great I love that so so um, back to I guess your relationship with your brother is there how has that been I guess with him being your coach and stuff has there been some pretty crack up times where you guys have kind of nearly punched each other out and stuff like yeah, that yeah we've definitely had some hairy moments anybody <laughs> um, anybody who knows me and Jacob knows we, we, we give, give each other crap all the time anyway and um, and then just add the frustration and, and the kind of the, the deep emotional part things of boxing uh, you know we've been around each other when, yeah, and, and then on top of that when I'm, when I'm like weight drained and like water, water loading and water cutting to try and make weight and so We've, you know, I've been through some of the best times and some of the worst times with Jacob, and uh, we 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 let it on each other sometimes. But what? it was all it was all good, you know. It's, you know Jacob and I uh, get over any any problem we've ever had, we would get over it real quick. The brothers love it. Totally. Me and my brother go through it too. Yeah. <laughs> I know, punch each other out and they hug each other at the same time sometimes, and that can be the most frustrating thing ever. You very hard out. What do you think makes him such a good coach? Um, I think that um, like like he's developed over over the years, and I think he's just got a really good uh, way of trying to always bring. And this is the thing about boxing: boxing is one with the basics, and it's always about um, because so many guys come in and they see Floyd Mayweather drill all these all these cool cool stuff, and uh, they just got a really good way to just bring it back to the basics and just make you um kind of just 
figure out what 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 the plan is um, you know you've got a game plan before you go in and just like you always res- resort back to your your basics and basics wins fights boxing is so simple uh it's it's, it's so emotional and, and everything you you never remember your first fight because there's so many emotions going through you but um it's 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 pretty simple it's pretty pretty straightforward and when you, you kind of see things of what they are and which I feel like Jacob's good at making you see, see for what they are mm. it's a lot easier and so I think he's really good at that there's a real sounds like from what you're saying he's just got a real logical way of looking at things absolutely yeah yep yep, yep. Like, all, all, like Jacob's very uh, um, good at teaching skills and just and like um, just making sure you're doing it ticking all the boxes do everything properly and you know usually works out better than it would if you, if you didn't my experience with him, obviously, I've been lucky to be coached by the peer of you when I did my own corporate fight as well, and obviously coming to the gym every now and then um, to train with you guys. It's, I think he's a lot more observant than what people might give him credit for, right? He, yeah. he pays attention to the little things, because some things I think kind of I just say off the cuff or whatever, but then flipping four, six weeks later, he'll bring it up again and use it on me. I'm like, oh, you were actually listening. <laughs> you probably had a lot of that with him too throughout your life yeah. together. Speaking of family, bro, how, obviously, you know, you've, you've got all these titles and, and you've done um, some pretty massive things and probably one of the big things to happen in your life is becoming a dad. How has that affected, I guess, how did Sam, the father, affect Sam, the boxer? Um, like, I've been really lucky because my wife, Jess, was really supportive and um, whenever I needed to be somewhere for training or I had to, or, um, you know, I had to drop everything and, and do whatever preparation required she always supported me in doing that 100% and, and so I was, I was really lucky you know like um, it's um, it takes a lot of your time anybody that's been involved in sport knows it takes all your time and, and, and just made a, made a possible for me to do those things and um, you know I always knew that the kids were always well looked after and she's um, she's done you know everything in her power to make just make it as easy for me as possible so I know there's going to be a lot of people listening who do battle with that. You know, like Ben and Taranaki, for example, we have a lot of rig workers who work away, who spend time being away from their family, um, other sports people, and we've got younger cats who are coming up and wanting to do all sorts of different things. So how did you make it work, obviously? Because I know you miss your kids when you're away too, when you go away for stuff. How? What were some things that maybe you and Jess or perhaps yourself just put in place to make it a little bit easier? Um, I guess when I was at home, like... The reason why it works is because when I was away, because uh, for a long time, you know, mo- m- most weekends out of five years, I would be in Auckland. So I'd live in Auckland for um, Friday, Saturday nights, and come home on Sundays. And so when I'm home, again, because I was living that healthy lifestyle, wasn't out um, getting, getting drunk or anything, or, or really, I, I didn't have a huge social life. Um, all of my time went into, I was at work. After work, I'd train. I'd rest, um, and then on the weekends I'd go to Auckland and train, and um, that was my life for five years. You know, and and, and so that's 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 how I made that week was that I just I dropped the social side of uh, my life, and um, I, I don't regret that. I've, I, there's no way I would have achieved what I did if if I um, if I hadn't. Have. Yeah. So we talked about some of your massive challenges that you've you've persevered through. Obviously, being away from Fano, um, being well, I wouldn't say being bullied, but I guess that first incident of, of getting called out. How did that happen, by the way, with that fellow? Because this is before social media, so it's not like he called you out on Facebook. Did he just straight ring you up? Did he come bike over to your house? How did that fellow call you out initially back in the day? Uh, oh, it's rumors were going going around, and then uh, I don't even know how he got my number. I don't even know if I had a cell phone with him. My my landline. <laughs> I don't even know if cell phones were there. Were there, uh, 
common, but um, in, yeah, just around my phone and um, yeah, just did the tough guy thing. In retrospect, you know, like at the time, it was the worst thing that could, you know, it was such a horrible situation, and I was totally, um, you know, I was really soft dude, and so like it was such a horrible thing for me. And in retrospect, I could see it was, it was, it was, it totally guided me in a different direction for my life. And it actually was actually the beginning of, of an awesome part of my life, an awesome part of the journey for me. And, um, you know, if I ever saw the dude now, I'd go and shake his hand. And, um, cause that, that, that instance, I'm not thinking, but like, just say, <laughs> hey, you know, like, you know, I, I, I've got no, I've, I've grown so much since then. And, um, I, um, you know, I'm grateful for the whole, the whole thing. You know, it's fun. Life works in a funny way sometimes, and, and it just turns into something incredible. Do you think that's kind of a common theme with life that these things that appear to us that can scare us will be a bit of a challenge? It's actually something that knocks us on the right path. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Everything happens for a reason. Reason, I truly believe that. And um, you know, like you know, we, we uh, I, I just think it's so true. It just the amount of times that, ha- that things happened to me, and I thought, oh. You know, so something stink happened, and then I think, oh, man, why did that happen? And then, you know, years like maybe years later, or really long time later, I realised, man, that's exactly what happened. You know, that that led to this and led to this, and um, and it'll, 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 everything always works out. You know, I believe in karma too, and everything, everything always works out. Sweet man, and we've talked about, um, you know people in the gym being tough guys and obviously your perseverance and stuff like that has kind of made you just definitely played a big part of your boxing just because you do whatever it takes you never give up how was that when it came to actually retiring was that a big mental hurdle for you it was it was and um i like i retired in 2017 uh and then a year later i came out of retirement with like a lot of boxers do which was a mistake in retrospect it was a mistake um you know, I, I shouldn't have, I should have stayed retired. But um, again, you know, this is something that might come up. Well, actually, I already, already know that um, it, it would turn into something for me because if I had a one, if I had a won that fight, if I had a won that fight, I, I, I realised afterwards, I realised that, because I told everyone, hey, I'm going to come out and have one more fight. And then I realised <laughs> now, if I had a won, I wouldn't have stopped until I had a lost anyway. And, um, and so uh, not winning that fight... Uh, Send me back into retirement, but it saved me from carrying on and, and potentially damaging myself further. So um, everything's worked out fine. I'm I'm, I'm okay and um, I'm, I'm happy with. I regret nothing. A lot of fighters, Brian. Like I'm not going to say I am a fighter, but I I observe a lot and I see some stuff. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely. Um, but from what I've seen, a lot of fighters when they do take an L, when they do take a loss, it really really affects them. Um, would you say that was the case with you when you when you've taken your losses? Absolutely. I um I nobody likes losing, <laughs> nobody likes losing, mm. and uh, you know boxing is a sport, as you know that you put everything into it, and so to come up short is is painful. Uh, but like I say, I regret nothing. You know the, the lessons I learned from boxing, I I don't, I don't regret those losses I have had, and um you know like we just we dust off and we we just. Carry, carry on ticking along because um, you know what can you do you know life's full of ups and downs you just get get, get your job done anyway yeah and like like I say man like I, I kind of just gathered that it was tough because there's been times when I've seen you after a fight and it's like man I want to go and hug him and let him know it's all good but it's giving off the water I better keep away and just <laughs> let, let him go through it and stuff so I want you to kind of think 
to those times when you've kind of, I guess, for lack of a better term, been been in a bit of a pit, um, when you kind of felt a bit down after a loss or whatever. There's someone out there who's listening right now who's kind of feeling that same emotion. What would your advice be to them in this moment in time? Hmm. I think, um, like, just don't don't jump into any. Um, uh, decisions or anything quickly because emotions are so powerful you know like it's really easy to um, make emotional decisions or or even react to something emotionally if, like, if we're talking about on, on you know on the night it happens if you're talking about um, you know like any decisions I think it's, emotions are so high and just like give you time to just chill out and just let it sink in and let, let it let it um, simmer a little bit and then and then, then you can think with it here and then when you're looking back, I, I um, sometimes I've made some, some 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 dumb decisions because I was just too hasty. Um, everybody who knows me knows I just jump into everything you know, too deep, too quick. <laughs> and um, I um, so so there'd be some times in my life that I would think, oh, I wish I had to take a little bit more time and think about that a little bit, a little bit clearer. Cool, man. And moving away from boxing now, well, not moving away from it, but from your own career now into more a, a teaching, guiding, mentorship role. What what are you up to these days? Um, I'm running the gym with Jacob, uh, and uh, Jay, so, uh, our roles at the gym is Jacob uh, does a lot of the skill work and he teaches the boys how to fight, uh, and I am big on the conditioning side of things and the mental strength side, because um, th- those, those are the things that carry me a long way in boxing, was, was, was my fitness and my, and my toughness and my, and my mental um, fortitude. So. Um, I, I, I bring that to the table for the boys mixed with Jacob's uh, skill week that he does with them uh, it's, I think it's a winning combination and why do you think people should get involved with boxing um, I think they should get involved with amateur boxing because it's 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 it's, it's safe of, of, of combat sport as you can get involved in you know like um, when I think back so I, I had 63 amateur fights and um, you know I never really I never really got hurt um and uh, I, I learned so much, man, so much about you know, basically just work, you know, you get out what you put in and just working hard. Um, the pros is different, pros is different, you know, like amateurs is hit and don't get hit, it's like fencing with gloves on. It's hit and don't get hit. Where pros is people pay money because they want to see blood, they want to see guys hurt each other. So um, I, I, I encourage people of all sorts of ages to try out amateur boxing and get involved on the science side of it and you use so many good things to learn on the way on your journey uh, but uh, pros is, is a different kettle of fish I, I, don't, I don't condemn it at all but I, I just say it's not for everybody it's not for everybody thank you very much for joining me bro all good thanks hippo thanks bro And that's episode three for the Best Side podcast with Sam Rapeta. As I said at the beginning of the episode, make sure you show it to any youth, uh, especially teenagers that you might have in your life. As the guy described uh, how he navigated going through adolescence, wanting to focus on the bigger picture and getting away from those distractions of, you know, romance and um, alcohol and all those sort of things that can come up and, and distract us as kids and kind of get us away from from the ultimate plan so make sure you show them that one we've still got plenty more episodes in the tank so make sure you do stay tuned if you're listening to us on spotify uh, itunes which are now available on overcast google podcasts 
uh, all that stuff, please make sure iHeartRadio, we're on there too. Please make sure you do leave us a review. Even if you're following us on Facebook, if you're not yet, make sure you check us out on uh, Facebook, also on Instagram too. Give us a follow, give us a review, and um, we'd love to hear from you guys too. You can also leave messages for us here if there's any comments you want to make on the episodes. All you need to do is hit leave message and you can send that right through to us. We've got a website that's been built at the moment. Going to have some merchandise made for people that want to get behind and support what we're trying to do here. It's episode three of the Best Side Podcast. We'll catch you next time.